is amazingly good to us. <clears throat> a verse of scripture that comes to me about what Fabian was just talking about is found in Proverbs that says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. One translation says, and no toiling will cause the blessing to happen. It's because of what you believe and when you're faithful with the tithe as he was talking about and you're faithful in sowing seed, that that blessing comes on you and it overtakes you. It makes you rich. It makes you rich. Today, um, last week we ended our series on the crown. We had a little, a little bit extra uh, on Wednesday night in our Christmas Eve Eve service. Uh, everybody have a great Christmas? Again, we want to thank everybody for sowing into the firemen and the policemen, uh, sheriff's department. I mean, it just, I mean, I, I, all I can say is that at least from what I heard and what I've seen and the pictures I've seen, everything went off amazing. Amen. And we thank everybody for being a part of this. And, and it, it's just, I tell you, um, the seed that we have sown into all of those first responders, the, the seed that we've sown into them on a day when they're not with their families, uh, a day that, you know, we want to be with our families, and it's not that we, we're not with our families. We take the time and, and put out the effort to, to do what we need to do, you know, in the day before or however early you prepare and do what you've done. There's just something about sacrificing for the good of other people that makes a change in everybody's life. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. I, 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 if one thing I know as, as I've lived my life and I've gotten, you know, as I've grown better, I'll say, <clears throat> I grow better every day, not older, I'm, I'm better. How, how many can say amen to that? As we get better every day, one thing I know is that selfishness never works. It just, it, it just never works. Actually, it kind of stinks. It kind of it creates an environment around you. Um, I mean, have you, ever been, have you ever been drenched and you've got clothes on that are, that are wet and then you got like maybe you rub up against something or maybe you're soaked in water and you're wet and then you're right in the middle of a West Texas sandstorm. <clears throat> and the wet and the gritty and the nasty and the, uh, that's what I feel like selfishness is. It creates that type of an environment or a feeling or, a, or whatever when you think about yourself. And that's why when we give you opportunities in the house, you know, to sow, it's, it, it's a good thing. Even, you know, maybe, maybe on this year, uh, I, I, I like cooking turkeys, and I cooked a turkey for one of the firehouses myself, you know. And I remember, I had a, I had a lot going on and thinking about this, and I remember having a thought, uh, oh, i got to cook that turkey. And, and I had the thought. It didn't come out of my mouth. I had the thought. And I shut that thought down and just began to thank God for the people that sacrifice for us in different ways like that, all these first responders, and, and the thought left. Doesn't mean you don't have thoughts, feelings, emotion. Everybody's got those. We just have to, we have to not be ruled by them and don't make decisions based on that and don't let those get the best of you. Can you say amen? amen. 
We do not want to be led and ruled by our emotions in any way, shape, or form. And, and so I just encourage you in living your life to give how vitally important that it is. Amen? Amen. So today, I just have a, I've got a message today and a message next Sunday uh, before our Word First Conference just about stuff. <clears throat> kind of a smorgasbord of stuff I can throw in together. But the title of my message today is Trust God. Trust God. <clears throat> um, throughout this whole year, as Shannon was saying earlier, um, trusting God in this year, no one ever expected what we stepped into in the middle of March would happen. And many of us, you know, have been taken back by it, frustrated, angry. Many people have been, you know, whatever regarding the things that uh, have, we've gone through in our nation, but all, all the nations of the world. This whole planet has been under literally an attack. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about an attack of the enemy against our planet. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is read the prophets, and God already knew all that. How many know that what's happened in 2020, God's not like tiltering on the throne? Hmm? He's not moved by it at all. And what we have to do is trust him. And what trusting God is, is having real faith in God in everything that we do. And I want to read a number of scriptures, and then I'm going to read a couple of really long stories in the Bible. So bear with me as I go through this. You need to hear all of this today. <clears throat> I actually, actually, I, I, I'm going to start with this today. Um, trust is having faith in God continuously. And I want to read this verse of Scripture, these two verses, in Romans 1. It says, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for sal to, to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek, for it is the righteousness of God. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. Trust is faith and confidence year to year. And I'll just tell you this. If trust and faith are being developed, you will get better at it year to year. You will get better at trusting God. How many have ever felt like they didn't trust God? Everybody raise your hand. Yeah, everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. There we go. Everybody raise your hand. Raise your hand up high. Raise it again. Raise it high. Keep it there. Everybody has felt like, you can put it down, they didn't trust God. They didn't have faith. Especially when you see somebody win a victory in a certain area of life, you gain a victory, you see something happen, and, and they say, well, you know what? We trusted God through this. 
All of a sudden, five things come to your, your, your memory or, or to your mind in the moment that you didn't trust God in. Is that God encouraging you? No, that's the enemy discouraging you, trying to get you to believe that you're worthless and you'll never get it. Faith and trust in God has to be developed year to year. It has to be from one faith experience to the next, not one failure to the next. You know, not one hopeless situation to the next hopeless situation. No, it's faith to faith. And where does that come from? What the first part of that verse said. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That's the word of God. I'm not ashamed of it. It is the power of God. In the seed of the word is the power of God to save you, to heal you, to deliver you, to set you free in every way. That word salvation is not just being born again the first time. That's being delivered and set free and seeing the promises manifested day by day by day by day by day. In 2021, I don't care where you've been in 2020, great victories or, or, or some difficult times or whatever, 2021 is a new year to live by faith and trust in God. And we're not through with 2020. I'm going to have an expectation for this coming week. Amen. Today and all week long. Yes. God wants us to live in that place of expectation. But 2021 is a year to live by faith in God. Not, okay, so what's going to happen? And are things going to open back up? Are things going to get back to normal? I don't want normal. I don't want, I don't want to go back to normal of the past. I want, I want what's fresh in God. Amen? And that's the kingdom and the time that we're living in. I'm going to read two stories here in the Bible that I feel like fit perfectly with where we're at. Two amazing stories in the Bible that I feel like are, are, it, it, it's actually revealing us today and what God is requiring out of us in our walk with Him. But before I get to those, I want to remind you of these few verses. Psalm 34 and verse 4. I sought the Lord, David said, and he heard me. And what happened? He delivered me from all of my fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Not just some of them, but all of them. David had a relationship with God. He knew how to seek God. He knew how to declare to God. He knew how to ask of God. He knew God heard him when he asked because he knew how to ask the will of God. And he delivered me from all my fears because fear is what shuts us down. John 14 and 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. What's the deal about the world's peace? Always conditional. His is unconditional. And he didn't, he didn't say he's given us some secondary peace from heaven. He said his peace. The peace that Jesus had, that Jesus walked in, was his victory. His peace was his victory. He gave it to you and I. We have to embrace and receive that and apply it to every situation that we face. 
I mean, to say that we don't have difficult times in this life is to lie. But we have the peace of God already there for us before we get there. Anything you face. My peace, I leave with you. Not as the world gives peace. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You can't trust and have faith and be afraid. You can be afraid and have fear come against you and learn, as we talk about around here all the time, how to apply the word, to speak the word, develop that routine daily of what the word does for you and to you. And when you're attacked, the word works and fear has to go. But you can't be a person of faith and everything that happens, you remain in fear. Didn't say fear doesn't come. Doesn't say that you don't, you know, you don't get attacked and at times you give place to it, but you have to know the word to remove it because it will not go away just because you trusted God at one time or another in your life. It has to be ongoing. 2021, we have to be people that are living from one faith experience to the next faith experience, applying the word just like we saw ourselves in 2020 with the word and situations come and what did we do? We applied it. And what happened? It works. Every single time it works. Well, but pastor, why, if, if the word works, why isn't the coronavirus removed? It's removed on for me. I mean, but, but, but listen to me. The coronavirus hasn't been just removed from me. Every sickness and every disease that's ever been or ever will be, I was already delivered and healed of before the coronavirus came. You, you, you understand? I mean, I, I have not remembered, I, 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 and being totally honest with you, God honest, I can't remember one situation, one time, one thought that I've had of fear about coronavirus. And the fear that's out there, the fear that's out there is the fear trying to get people believe that it's going to kill them. I've had, a, I've had a family member that during this time that had pre-existing conditions and passed away back in May. I'm, I'm not taking it lightly. I'm not, I'm not acting like it's not a big deal, okay? How many know that the flu is a big deal? How many know that many, many people die every year of the flu? And actually, double the people on, on, a, on a yearly basis for the last 25 years have died of the flu versus coronavirus in this one year. Double. But they want you to think, people out there, the devil, through people, want you to think that the coronavirus is going to kill everybody. So what does that create? Fear. I know that's not right, and I know that's not true, and I know it's not going to happen where I am concerned, and I don't have to knock on wood and be afraid of what I'm saying. I'm saying I already believed that before that came. I already believed that when I was in third world countries or in certain places where people would say, well, you know, I don't know if you, you ought to go there or not. You know, I've heard that people have died there. Okay? 
but I'm going to go because God led me there. See, so I already knew before this thing hit this year, I already knew I was delivered from that and anything else. Okay? That's what we have to believe. I'm not saying that in pride. I'm not saying that with an attitude. I'm just saying that matter-of-factly. We have to develop faith in God and trust in God. And that faith has to be developed from one situation to the next. It's not just carte blanche. Well, I believed, you know, uh, 15 years ago and, and everything's supposed to be fine. No, it's day to day. 2021 is no different. No different. Can you say amen to that? Galatians 3 and 29. <clears throat> if you are Christ's, how many Christ followers do I have today? If you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and you're heirs to what? The promise. The promise of what? The Spirit of God. And what's the promise of the Spirit? What has the Spirit, what's his job here on the earth? Number one, reveal all truth to you. Number two, lead you. Number three, guide you. Number, three, number four, bring revelation to you. And on and on and on and on and on. So when we're talking faith and we're talking confidence that nothing, disease, virus, I don't care what it is on the planet, and listen to me, there's other stuff out there in the future. I promise you there's other stuff, but same God, same situation. When anything else comes... He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Someone shout amen to that. See, so we don't give in to any of these things because I'm Christ and I'm heir according to the promise of God. I'm an heir, man. I've got the promise. When I need to be led by the Spirit, it's there for me. When I, when I, need, when I need revelation from God's Word, He's there for me. When, when, I, when I need the truth to be understood in a situation, and I can listen to him, he's there for me. He's there to do everything that the Bible said he was created to do. When you need comfort from a situation in life, already there. When you need help in any situation in life, already there. If you're Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to that promise? Man, that's good news. Woo! Glory be to Jesus. That's good news. And the last verse before my, my two long stories. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7 in the New Living Translation. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. Uh-uh. But what's he given you? Spirit of power, spirit of love, spirit of self-discipline. And I'll just tell you now, the victories in 2001 that you will experience will be because you are receiving daily the promise of the Spirit in all that He is there to do for you. And one of the great things is, is that we don't have to be out of control in our life. We can be self-disciplined. And self-discipline is a key to your victory and experiencing victorious situations in everything that you face and, and you walk through day to day. I want to read it in the Amplified also, 2 Timothy 1.7. 
For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice or craven and cringing and fawning fear. He didn't give you a spirit of being a coward. And I'll just tell you this. Everybody's been a coward at one time or another. Everybody. Maybe not in ways you would think. But where you're too afraid to trust God and to step out and, get, and, and give God glory and praise and to believe him for certain things, you're a coward. That's what he's saying here. God didn't give you that spirit, so that spirit's from someone else, so you can be set free of that. I know. I know, because I can, I can sit here and tell you where I've been a coward at different times in my walk with God. Everybody. Because that's where we came from. And many times, our, our cowardice attitude is kind of a camouflage to kind of cope with life. Because there are, there are evident things, you know, you know, somebody, you know, didn't, in a John Wayne movie, if you, you were, were a coward and you didn't want to, you didn't want to get in a six draw with John Wayne or whatever it is, you know, you're a coward. Well, that's one kind. There's many other areas of, of cowardice attitudes and, and a personality of being a coward that people hide behind. And that's a whole nother message, but God didn't give us that. Everybody say, I'm not a coward. Mm -mm, no, no, I'm an heir to the promise. Ha. And, and how many can visualize what the person of the Holy Spirit looks like? Some little bitty guy? I kind of see him maybe three to four times, if he needs to be ten times as big as I am about four times as wide, covering everything. And man, when you've got him on your side, when you, if, you, if you want to imagine what it's like to operate in life, when you know he's on your side and he's your help, he's, your, he's got your back, he's got both sides, he's got your front, he's got every situation covered, and I'm heir to him being that to me. And, and as I begin to activate him working in my life. You know, the Holy Spirit will sit on the sidelines and do nothing for us if we're not doers and believers of his word. God wants the Holy Spirit revealing, showing you, teaching you, empowering you, giving you insight in how to operate day to day. 2021 is that time as you embrace what you've been called and what you have a right to, what has been given to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. He is all those things. But he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of calm and well-balanced mind. He has given us a spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's little s. That's our human spirit developed. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a calm and a well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. He's given us that. It's from him, from the Holy Ghost. But he's given us that to live and reside on the inside of us. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be intimidated. We don't have to be a coward. We don't have to back off from any situation. We don't have to be afraid of anything that comes because he hasn't given us any of that. Can you say amen? amen. A well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. I'm telling you, 
You need to meditate on those things because 2021, your victories are wrapped up in self-control, being disciplined, doing the things that God wants you to do. Your obligation is not to the flesh and the things of the natural. First and foremost, your obligation is to the things of God. And when you realize that, all the other things will work out. Always. So, in the last few minutes we have, I want to read these two stories to you. First one I want to read you is found in Numbers chapter 14. And it's after God had told Moses to send the 12 spies to go to the promised land and see what was theirs. They came back and they gave reports and this is the, this is the, um, the traumatic experiences in the tents of the people uh, that are out in the wilderness after the reports of the ten and the two came to them. The reports of the ten came, the report of the two came, and they're in some traumatic times. They're all freaked out. They're in fear. So all the congregation, verse 1 of Numbers 14, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Got to find somebody to blame, right? When you're not trusting God, you got to find somebody to blame. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. That's the place they've been yelling and screaming about to get out of for 400 years. If we'd only died there? Mm, It's amazing. When you get out of faith, you get out of trusting God, you don't do anything with what God has said. You don't remind yourself of the truth and the promises of God, how things can get really looking bad when they're really not that bad. Yeah. Or if only we had died in the wilderness. That's really positive. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Wow. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. You remember, none of those people that are complaining went into the promised land. None of them but these next two. None of them from 20 years old and older. None of them. Not Moses, not Aaron. And Moses and Aaron are in the dust. Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of whoever that is, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, man, that's a huge thing. you got to believe that God delights in you. Man, you got to believe that God loves you, and man, you're his favorite. You have to believe it, not just talk about it. But he said, if the Lord delights in us, and he knew that he did, then he will, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. 
nor fear the people of the land. Let's just take the United States of America. Did God give us this land? If you don't know how God gave us this land, what I encourage you to do, I'll give you the titles of the book. There's five different books on the life of George Washington. You go read about the sacrifices of that guy and the miracles that happened that saved, the, that, that caused this nation to remain, that it shouldn't have happened. God had made a way for this nation even when it seemed like there was no way. God made a way for these people even when it seemed like there was no way. His plan was already made. If you back up into the first part of chapter 13 of, the, of this chapter here in Numbers, when God told Moses to send them, he didn't, go, he didn't tell them to go and for them to decide if they could take the land. He said, go and show, let them see the land that I've given them. Everybody say, this nation is mine. This is what we have to do. We can't fear the people of the land that think differently than God thinks. Not that think differently than a group of people. I'm saying that think differently than God thinks. We can't fear people. That's what Joshua and Caleb said. You can't fear the people of the land, for they're your bread. <laughs> people of the land are out making money for you and me. That's what God said. He said the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. That's what God said. I'm not saying, you know, minister to people and win them to the Lord and see dollar signs on the people. I didn't say that at all. I'm saying God takes care of his people through other people that think they're smarter than him and have the plan and know how to do everything God takes care of his people through other people. Says it right here, and it says it probably in a dozen other places in Scripture. He said, they're your bread. Don't fear them. Pray for them. Can you say amen? Their protection has departed for them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Everybody say, the Lord is with me. God wants you to trust him and have faith in him in everything you face, no matter what it is. He wants you to trust him and have faith in him and do not fear anybody else. The Bible asks the question, if God is for you, then what can man do to you? Absolutely nothing. I cannot encourage you enough to not be afraid people. People in government, people in law enforcement, people, military people. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 guess, I guess sometimes <clears throat> I get a lot of reports. I get a lot of people talking to me, telling me things about what they think is happening in the United States and around the world. And I think I told you a while back that I quit listening to the news, any news. I'm not listening. I'm, I'm fasting news right now. It may be for the rest of my life, but for right now, it's however long it'll be. I'm not listening to news. 
you know, everybody else keeps me abreast of what's going on, so it's all good. <clears throat> but I'm fasting news because I want news from heaven. I, I, I'm, I'm Christ, and I'm heir according to the promise of the Holy Ghost, and I have Holy Spirit showing me things and revealing to me things that are the truth. So when reports come about stuff and it doesn't line up with the truth, I discard it. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not talking about being irresponsible. I'm talking about not being afraid of people. You know why? Because if you're afraid of people, you will not pray for people. I'm going to say it again. If you're afraid of people, you will not pray for people. What the ten spies other than Joshua and Caleb, should have done coming back. They should have grabbed the hands of their wives and their children, and they should have said, you know what? It's time to believe God and trust God for this. There's some things that appear to be one way. We'll not be moved. We trust God. He's, he told us. He's given us that land. We're coming, and he should have encouraged the people, and so the, all the people could have gone into the promised land instead of dying in the wilderness. They had what they said. They did die in the wilderness. They died. I'm not dying in the wilderness. I'm living in the promised land. How about you? Amen? If you're Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and you're heirs to every promise in God's word through the Holy Spirit. Man, that is some amazingly good news. I don't know about you. So, <clears throat> my other story is found in Romans 8, and it's in the message translation. <clears throat> and it starts in verse 12. I'm going to read verse 12 through 17 and 31 through 39 in the message translation. But before I read that, I want to read Romans 8:31 in the New King James. And it says this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Question mark. And the answer to that is that if you believe that God is for you, then the answer to that question is nobody can be against you. Nobody. Everybody say nobody. So how many people can be against you? None. Zero. Amen? Romans 8 and verse 12 in the message. <clears throat> this is just like reading a book. <clears throat> so don't you see that <clears throat> we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life, one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. I'm not connected to first birth. I'm connected to second birth. How about you? Amen? God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. I'm going to read that again. God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. That's why we need this so badly. Because Holy Spirit, 
who is the promised one that I am connected to because I'm Christ's, that spirit, he said, reveals to me and you who we really are every day. Because the devil wants to tell us every day who we really aren't. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. Like that? Like what Fabian was talking about earlier. An unbelievable inheritance. What does a blessing produce? Rich. You go look that word up in Proverbs, whatever that verse is in Proverbs. Blessing of the Lord maketh rich. You go look that word up, and when you look at 15 different definitions to try to get it to say it's not about wealth, you'll quit. Because that word rich means to be wealthy in every way. Mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, in every way to be wealthy. The blessing of the Lord makes you and I rich. Can you say amen? Woo! Glory to God. An unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we are certainly going to go through the good times with him. Isn't that funny the way that, that's worded? I like that. Because a lot of times people think, well, you know, Jesus is walking with me through the hard times. Yeah, but what about the good times? Hmm? I don't want to just be believing that Jesus is walking with me in the hard, in, in, or the Holy Spirit is there for me in the hard times. Thank God he is. But what about the good times? If you see the Holy Spirit is, he's a person, and you see him as, you know, like his head's kind of bent down where the ceiling is. When the good times are happening, you think he rejoices? Massive thing, that massive person rejoicing like that? I mean, it could shake some things. He wants to rejoice with us through the good things. Can you say amen? Verse 31. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? Question mark. Can't. If you believe God is on your side and everything we've talked about today, you can't. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Question mark. You have to answer it. No. Not anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Because he's already accomplished it for us. Can you say amen? amen. And who would dare dangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? When you believe that and something comes against you, you know that's got to stop because daddy's on your side. Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? Question mark. You have to answer that. I say no. Nothing is going to drive a wedge. Nothing is going to separate me. But you have to believe that. There is no way. Not trouble, 
not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not COVID. Oh, did it say that? No. <clears throat> not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Those last statements are what it appears to be, not the way it is. It's the way it appears to be. We choose to believe it's not that way. Why? Because Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. For I, we're weak and he is strong. I think that's the way it goes. Come on, everybody sing it now. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Why? The Bible tells me so. Wow. 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 Who's going to separate me? Come on. Who would separate me? Nothing. Not any of this. Nothing today up to this point and nothing in the future because he's already taking care of everything. Man. I'm absolutely, Paul says here, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead angelic or demonic today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable. Absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Man, 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 man. So, my last verse is the first three verses of Psalm 34. We read verse 4, but I want to read verse 1 through 3. David said this. In verse 4, he said, the Lord delivered me from all fear. And how did that come about? Because every day of his life, this is where David was. When David screwed up and made some really bad mistakes, really bad mistakes that he would normally get the left foot of fellowship kicked out. He had his relationship with God. He screwed up. He made mistakes. But he had his relationship with God. And this is what David did every day. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Not the problem, in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. There lies the recipe for deliverance. Being on top and not underneath. Living in the blessing and the richness of all that God has for humanity. And I'm telling you, 2021 is, those, is, is that year. I mean, stop and think about everything I just talked about today. 2021 is that year for you. 
your due season is your due season is as Fabian remind us of what I shared the other night. Your due season is wrapped up in that. And remember, from year to year, your trust gets stronger when you let doubts, unbelief, I have to see it by tomorrow. I have to know all these things first. No. Year by year, the doubt and unbelief is removed and the manifestations come to you. And they begin to come quicker and more sure all the time because you believe that it's the will of God. Not just you're doing something that you think is pleasing God by saying enough scripture and quoting enough scripture and you know, yelling and screaming and doing those kind of things. No, no, it's, it's you know what, Lord, today... I could really get upset. I could really be this. I could really be that. I could really be moved by this situation. But today, Lord, I come before you. I'm blessing you. The way David blessed you, I'm blessing you. I'm honoring you. I'm giving you praise today. I thank you, Lord, that what you've done for me is more than anything that I face on a day-to-day basis. I thank you, Father, that you have the answer for me every single day. When that becomes something that you wear, then you experience instant manifestations from the fear and the thoughts and the things that try to grip you. Instantly, you, you, you're set free and delivered. You can wake up in the morning and feel like a truck run over you. You had a bad, maybe you had nightmares or something. You know, we're not believing for those. We're believing we have sweet sleep and good thoughts. But say you were attacked in the night. Within 30 seconds of declaring the word, those things can be removed, the effects and the contamination. You know how it gets to you. You know if you've got thoughts and you give place to those thoughts, by noon, I mean, it's like your day's over and it's ruined and everything's bad. But when it's not, when you shut it down in the first moments of thoughts and feelings and emotion that you have and you shut that down, man, the victory is there for you and I. And the more you do that and the more you experience it, you, you, you see that as a way of life for you and it happens Instantly. Things happen instantly.